Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. Okay, welcome everyone to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. It's your boy David Wren, aka Dave from LA, and today is June the 18th, 2015, and it's a live show that we're having today, and it's a very, I would say, a very important show because of the times in which we live in, because of the objective and the methods that are being portrayed and displayed upon the people of the world. And I would just want to say thank you for listening today. And we do not take that lightly because we know that there are other places that you can be, but you choose to be here with us, and we are obligated to do the very best that we can because you are deserving of that so much. And we are who the great creator God Almighty has created us to be, free and independent. So I would just say, everyone, please go to Black Talk Radio Network today and support the efforts of Black Talk Radio Network with all of the great programming that is brought to you by the network itself. And support by sharing the the network and sharing the programs that are there because they are there for you. And they're not there as a objective or a method to you, but actually one in which to enlighten um, and to to feed and to nurture you into the full fruition of who you are trying to break break down and dismantle the misinformation and the miseducation that you've had throughout the time. Not saying that we are perfect or that anything that we say is wholly and fulfilly, fulfillmently correct, but it is our design to actually it is our, our, our overall mandate to do the best, the very best that we can, and we have no ill will towards anyone. So please go to Black Talk Radio Network and support monetarily if you possibly can do that. That would be great. That would keep the network going and keep the efforts of the network in the forefront of our nation and of our people, which is so apparently, you know, in this time. And it's funny how sometimes we... The human spirit is a relentless one, but most 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 of the time is not one to, that's moved to action until it's actually pressed up against the wall. And I don't believe that right now we've been pressed up against the wall because we haven't moved to great action. But I can see that there is a subtle and a very evident energy in a very pre- present movement 
to the in that direction. It may not be today. It may not to be tomorrow. But for surely it shall come. And that being the freedom of our people. And Black Talk Radio Network, I know, will be a part of that overall effort because they have looked past the horizon far beyond our individual physical uh, vision, vision capabilities and has moved towards the horizon of where we need to go. And I just want to thank Black Talk Radio Network for that. So today, also, oh, before I say that, also, uh, if you're interested in joining our repair, a preparedness group, which everyone should be, definitely give us a, send me a friend request, David Wren, W-R-E-N, on Facebook, and I will put you in the group if you ask through a personal message just saying, hey, I would like to be in a preparedness group, I will put you in the group. And also, we have a precious metals class that I teach. And the class is $400, and you can set up your own payment plan, no contract. Uh, your word is, is just as good to me as gold itself, and my word to you is just as good as silver itself. So if you're interested in the precious metals class, which I think you should be because there are so many people in our, in our community that have no understanding or idea how important the precious metals is, it actually was the cusp of slavery within mankind, and it's the first and the most important thing that has to be first obtained in order to break the bond of slavery mentally and physically. And there's a very defined reason why I say that. So if you're interested in that class and in the class, you will learn how to leverage precious metals. You'll learn the intrinsic value of precious metals. You'll learn how to gain interest off of precious metals, and most importantly, you'll learn the history and the future of precious metals, which I think is, is so important. So if you are interested in that, definitely send me a personal message, and I will get you into that class, the next class that is available. So with that being said, today's class, last, on Tuesday, we had a great class, uh, well, a show, and we talked about some biblical things. And I know it was a shock for some people. And I hope that it wasn't taken in a way that I was saying that you should have a different connection, a different personal relationship with the great creator, God Almighty. That's not what I was saying at all. What I was saying is that for so often and, and for so long, there have been so many tools that have been used against us to keep us from the design, the divine purpose and relationship of the great creator. And that in itself has to be dismantled. And it's one that is going to be very shocking because we were born into this system. This is the only system that we have known. But at some point in our lives, we have to become emotionally neutral and intellectually and spiritually charged. And that means this, is that the evidence of the truth should lead us to the truth and which should not be swayed by our emotions or fear at all. And, you know, last Tuesday I talked about the Anunnaki, and the Sumerian historic history and how it plays in Uh-oh, we lost our connection. Please stay um, 
with us as we get reconnected back to the program. Apologies. This service is provided in high definition by free conference call HD.com. Please enter your access. Incorrect access code. Please re-enter your access code followed by the pound. Access code accepted. There are eight participants in this conference. Q&A session started. Oh, and I'm not saying that anything that I'm saying is the, is the absolute truth. But what I will say and stand behind is this, is that a question is more important than an answer because an answer, answer is temporary while a question is eternal. It is the question that leads you to the truth, never the answer. You'll never find the truth in the answer. You will always find the truth in the journey of life through questions. Because most, the thing that we are most and and probably hindered by, our biggest hindrance is the miseducation of ourselves. Because the miseducation is like magic. And the key to magic is not to trick you but to make you believe. And that in itself will cause someone to claim their overall individual cage of slavery as their home. And that's what we hope to break here. So we're going to get into today's conversation. But before we definitely get into today's conversation, we will talk about what is happening and what is happening in the world and in this country and with our and within our community yes we will talk about south carolina because south carolina deserves our attention but it does not deserve our emotional invo- invocation it de- it determines that we need to be discerning of history, of the past, of the present, and of the future, and be and because of that discernment, we will see that no longer will we be manipulated and found ignorant to the truth, but we can live and stand on the truth. You know, for the past seven years. There has been a steady onslaught of these types of incidents because they garnish the very things that are very emotional and are charged with a a very low frequency. But I would say to you, all of the listeners, the Tando Radio listeners and the Black Talk Radio Network listeners, is do not be moved by the low frequency of an agenda, but resonate in the high frequency of eternal life. Because, you know, so many of us will look at things physically through through our eyes, and that is what has been documented in what a lot of people call the matrix. And then there's a a soulful resonance that would be considered the program 
But then there's something that resonates on such a high frequency that is called the truth. And the truth supersedes them all. And that's where I would say for you to look and to resonate yourself with is the truth. And then there is no deception that can sway you. Sway you, suppress you, or or actually hold you in the great hold of bondage. So I don't think because of all of the um, the events that have happened in the past seven years with the ambient, with the I'm sorry, with the overall uh, frequency in which we've seen all of the mass shootings. All of these mass shootings have been around because they they serve a very distinctive de- divine purpose. And that divine purpose is to keep us from resonating in a state of being that we've been created in. So, if you look past that, and if you look at it, you won't be able to be deceived, nor will you be able to be moved. And the greatest thing about all of this is that you won't live in fear. Because fear is really a paralyzing state of existence. The coward and the person of valor both experience fear at the exact same time. The only difference is that the coward is paralyzed by the fear, while the person of valor is motivated to action. There are so many people, even though they are the few, that want you paralyzed. But we are exactly who the great creator God Almighty created us to be and we walk in that independence to be free and independent of what any other man thinks but by which our own accord with the personal relationship that we have with the great creator is and that's a beautiful state so before we get in the show and what we're going to talk about today, I would definitely say if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call 712-775-7035 and the participant code is 660079. We'd love to hear from you today. Much to talk about, much to much to build, much action to take, very few words to talk. We're not in a place where leaders can do us any good because that's what man wants us to do because that's what keeps man in power. It was not leaders that created you, but a great creator that's sovereign and is of the true essence of love. So there is no leader that's needed. I heard someone say, where are all of our articulate great leaders in our community? And the most powerful thing is that there are none because we need none. What our community needs is you. Our community needs you to be who you really are, free and independent. One that collaborates and one that understands that a collective, a collective prudence 
is more important than a dominion. Is more important than a control. Is more than um, important than a ruling or a sovereign authority. One that is more important than a government. And one that is definitely more important than a law. Because all of those condemn us and never allow us. And it actually suppresses our overall individual fulfillment and development. But what it is that really makes us unique and special is that we defy the agenda of the few. And we walk and we resonate with the great creator. That's why a leaderless movement is one that has no weakness. It has no shortcomings. And it has no compromise. This is where we are. And we see these events that are happening because of a fear of losing control by those that have had it in the past. And you are going to see the continuance of this in, on so many levels. Yes, they are going to continue to, to, to destroy the food supply, the water supply. And they are going to continue to vaccinate you and legislate you. And they are going to continue to invoke their authority and dominion over you. As if you're one that should be subordinate to them. And I would say to you, that is the great deception and the great, and the great lie. Because love knows no bounds of control. Love knows no bounds of deception. Love knows no bounds of manipulation. Its sovereign, intrinsical power and holistic powers is that it shares and it cooperates and it means no harm. And that's who you really are. But it's so important for us to realize that we are in a realm, in a paradigm that is contrary to who you are. Do I never allow and I never say the United States as a part of me. You'll never hear me say we when I talk about the United States because I'm not the United States. Nor am I any other form of any other government. Nor am I a part of any other form of sovereign rule. I am a political atheist. A control atheist. But a sovereign lover of spirituality. And that is a marked difference. That's just my mandate. But when we allow governmental rituals when we allow social rituals and when we allow religious rituals to dictate our own individual policies, procedures, and directions, and we 
surrender the greatest gift that the great creator, our free will that the great creator has given us, we have squandered our abilities and our strengths. At some point, we must realize the greatest authority has been given to us in great love and compassion. And it has no betting of authority in rule. And once we change our mindset and we call what's evil, evil, and what's good, good, then we can be on a structural reform that is sustainable. And it resembles more of a God-given ecosystem than, than instead of a man-made economy. Because nothing that man has ever created has lived. Some things have lived, but it took cloning. It, it took splicing of the DNAs. It took engineering. But it still doesn't have the intrinsical value in its absence of the most important ingredient of sustainable love. That's what the great creator makes and designs and creates and instills. So, I would say, with everything that's going on in our world, with the mass shootings, which all of a sudden have now jumped back into the forefront because they didn't garnish the response initially from a movie theater to a school to now to a church. Well, the schools, because there were multiple ones at schools. It didn't garnish the fear and the response and the reaction that was designed for it to happen. There's nothing about this that is organic. The only thing that really matters is our response to it all. And I would tell you, that my response to it is that I give those that think they have authority no energy. But I give all of my energy and my attention to you, the ones that really sincerely care. And I think, that's just me, that that is the best approach. Because when you turn your back on the rulers, they no longer rule. But when you consider the rulers, then they will rule. So long we thought of voting. So long we thought of inclusion. So long we, so, for so long we thought of economic stability and placement. And for so long we thought that being accepted was cool. But the only thing that those ever maintained was the prevailing rule of a few that considered you not, but exploited you at every turn. You know, blind faith is the first step to genocide. And our blind faith has caused many to physically lose their physical 
existence. But I would say that's okay. That's really fine because on a long enough scale, everything, everything, on a long enough scale, everything, existence, relinquishes itself to zero except for our spirit and our energy that's in your free will that's what no man can ever take away from you so let's not haphazardly give it away so what we saw in South Carolina is just the start and if it's not and it doesn't give the, the appropriate response, just like the Montgomery movement in the 60s, in the church bombing, all of those things gave the appropriate response by the people. And that was to, to be willing to facilitate what the rulers would give to you. Rulers never give you peace, never give you stability, and rulers never give you sovereign acknowledgement. Rulers only give you more rules. So I would say today, in light of the events, the false flag events, and the purpose attacks on humanity throughout the world at all different ventures and all different points of the globe and at all different times we should not be moved we should look at things on a more eternal and not a temporary state and not from a state of comfortability, but from a state of eternal existence. That is where our true power and our true leverage is. Let no man offer you a contract, a deal, a settlement to compromise your morality. Because that's what a true sellout is. Someone that will compromise their morality for the agenda of someone else. And they have definitely ingrained that in our overall psycholo psychological adaptment, in our social practices and in our collective acknowledgement. And the only one that's going to change that is the great you that was made by the great creator. So I would say, watch what's happening in South Carolina, but don't fall for it. An emotional response by the, all of this is exactly what's needed to continue the magic the spell can only be broken when it's thought through based off principles brother dave 
in a moral conviction that I will not be moved. Brother and Dave, can you hear me? Who you are, if you are not in line with the great creator in the freedom, in the stability, in the sustainability that is promised and prevalent, because it's prevalent within our society, we just don't see it. It's so prevalent and so right in front of us, it's hidden in plain sight. And because of that, we don't see it, so we don't participate in it. Your input is invalid. If you'd like to ask a question, please press 1 to add yourself to the queue. Your request has been received. And a believer in that, why should you follow? To only to lose your real identity. So... That's what today's show is going to be about. We're going to definitely jump into it. But before we go to a break, we got a caller. This is a very special caller. It's not a caller. This is my man. Unmuted. My man, Scotty. Scotty, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Um, I, A range of emotions, as well as can be expected living behind enemy lines. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, but right. I, um, before we went to the break, I just wanted to report that a caller had called in and reported that there was a second attack on another church yeah. in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, I just saw the news report. So that's something to uh, put into the equation, you know. So uh, uh, churches, uh, any establishment owned by black people should be on high alert, is what I say, you know, prevention. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just something to add, man. Wow. No, no. You, you know, Scotty, before we go to the break, you're... you're you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's something that we have to really see the strength of our community and not only that, the vulnerability of our community. We are extremely vulnerable, Scotty, as I know that I think that you would, I won't put words into your into to your mouth or our thoughts, you know, to express yourself. But we are so vulnerable because what have we bought into? We bought into the program. We thought that voting was going to be a, a something that really could change things. If voting mattered, it would be illegal because, you know, with voting, it doesn't matter how you vote. You don't even know who counts the vote. And that's never made, you know, transparent because it doesn't really matter. And, Scotty, I'm glad that you brought it up because, yes, this is going to continue. But how we respond to it and how we establish ourselves is the key to what's going to happen next. And without a doubt, we are under attack physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And I think the most important thing is for us to remember, Jade Helm started two days ago. And I don't think that South Carolina was a coincidence. It was com it was completely and strategically targeted because of its its historical relevance. And the thing about everything is that until we really look at things historically and look at who we are historically, we will always be wanderings like the wandering yeah. Jew. Yeah, I, I we feel will you. always be the wanderers. 
I feel you on not getting caught up in the minutia and people calling it a distraction, but I wouldn't call it a distraction. I don't call white terrorist attacks on black people, no. especially with nine of them. If that's a distraction, then I hate to see what the real problem is. It could be slavery. Oh, tune in to New Abolitionist Radio to find out <laughs> about that. But, but, but what right. I'm saying is, is the universe, man, through the universe, you talked about preparedness. Well, when I started, when, uh, the Black Talk Media Project started, uh, putting out, uh, you know, the, uh, proposals for people to fill out for ideals for a show. And one of the things I was looking for was cause white people practice preparedness. And I follow a couple of their Facebook pages. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I wasn't seeing yep. it. And I asked them white people, do y'all know any black people that practice preparedness? And then through however the universe, you ended up on Black Talk Radio Network. So how we respond. Okay. Well, you know, this has shown a weakness. Okay, it's shown a weakness that we ain't prepared no matter who is behind the attack, whether it is a coordinated white nationalist group who is coordinating the, because you got two attacks now, so uh, people be prepared for a third. That's what common sense or logic should tell you. Okay, or if it's a law enforcement known that this was going to happen and allowed it to happen because they sweeping up everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's no way they could not have had indicators that this person perhaps might was a, a terrorist. And so, no. yeah, but our, no. our position, black people's main position is being prepared, being yep. prepared. You know, Scotty, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up that way because it's, it's a part of the, the, the dialogue that we need to have. In a world of TSA, in a world of smartphones, in the world of IP address uh, um, tracking, in the world of pinging where no matter where you are with your cell phone, they can tell who you are and where you are. There's no way in the world that they didn't know that this was going to happen. It's no way in the world that this could be as coordinated and as efficient as it was without planning. And in this world, with the electronical eavesdropping and I would say straight spying that there was no way in the world that this could have gone by this purposely happened and like you said Scotty we are not prepared for much of anything and that's because we keep and we maintain a blind faith in the government in religious practices in false doctrines and in overall, just ignore it and it will go away. But the thing about reality is that you can ignore reality, but you can never ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. And that's why I thank you, brother, for allowing Tando to come on to Black Talk Radio Network. And we are partners, brothers, and most important, I rely on you just as much you rely on me to take care of what should be done and in the best interest of our community. Because until we understand that and collaborate in, on such terms, there will be another Michael Brown, there will be another Brother Gray, there will be another South Carolina, both in- instances, and there will be another one that has not happened yet. Because we refuse to 
re-centralize ourselves instead of being integrated. You cannot integrate yourself in a society and in a system that does not care about you. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the system. The, the, the system has some demons in it, individual demons that are, are in it. But the overall system is demonic. And until we realize that and separate ourselves from that, this will continue to, to happen. And we will be ill-prepared Ill to face the truth that, that is prevalent within our community. It's extension of just what happened in South Carolina has been happening in so many different forms. It's been happening in education. It's been happening in economically. It's been happening socially, politically. This is the truth of our state. We're going to go to a commercial break. Didn't mean to um, overtalk the commercial break, but you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, and you're listening to Tando that's brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on a conversation, we'd love to hear from you for the monologue instead of a dialogue. Give us a call at 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. April 8th at 6.03 a.m., hours before John Paul's funeral, an unidentified flying object is filmed by a security camera observing St. Peter's Basilica. Could this mysterious object be evidence of a connection between the Vatican and alien life? A connection that theorists and historians believe has existed since the creation of the church. The possibility that this craft came to pay its respects to the Pope and his people is more likely than you think. Among the most secret of secrets in the Catholic Church is there a belief in extraterrestrials. In fact, possible ties between the Catholic faith and alien forms are nearly as old as the religion itself. Strange-looking craft begin to appear in Christian art as early as the 1400s. Quite frequently, artists would put symbols in the sky, but uh, in a couple of cases, they kind of looked like flying saucers. One painting, the Madonna with San Giovannino, depicts the Lady Madonna in the foreground and San Giovannino in the background pointing up to the sky and he sees a craft that is clearly visible in the painting. In the miracle of the snow you have a painting of Jesus and Mary above and below it appears to be a what could be described as a fleet of UFOs or flying saucers directly below them. The baptism of Christ painted in 1710 shows what looks like a flying saucer beaming down toward Jesus. The crucifixion features a pair of what look like UFOs. Are the objects captured in these works of art records of religious devotion or evidence of the church's connection to spacecraft and perhaps even creatures from another world? Now, I'm sorry, that's not a winged angel or a depiction of God. 
what was that 500 years ago? We don't know. The discs seen throughout the history of Christian art are an identical match to recordings and reports of modern-day UFOs. Were these artists adding images they had seen or heard about from eyewitnesses? And when UFOs are so clearly seen throughout history, why has the church denied their presence? Is the Vatican truly hiding knowledge of alien life? And have we only just now discovered it? Unsealed case file, the sighting at Fatima. Many of you are familiar with uh, the apparitions of Mary and Fatima and people going there and being healed, but it's not exactly the way we've been told, is it, Chris? No, it's not. What would happen if there was a massive UFO sighting? Well, what happened in Fatima, Portugal in 1917 was really just that, in my opinion. Now, up to 70,000 people gathered in a field, supposedly to see an apparition of the Virgin Mary. But if you go and read the descriptions of what people call the miracle of the sun, they actually describe seeing a gray silvery disk rotating around in the sky and, and, and kind of putting a cascade of colors, like a rainbow of colors. And so it really, in 1917, no one had vocabulary of words like flying saucer. Right. But that's exactly what it sounds like they're describing to me. Yeah, I've always thought Mary just appeared in the sky. It, it really wasn't Mary at all. They're talking about a sphere or a silver disk. And, and that same a flying saucer, let's call it for what it is, demonic, according to my notes here, in 1950, Pope Pius XII saw the same thing. Explain. Well, what's interesting about the Marian dogmas and all these things that we don't see in the Bible is that the, the theology has sort of escalated over time. Now, in 1950, Pope Pius saw of a sphere over the Vatican Gardens, the same sort of thing that you hear about at Fatima. Now, this sighting of this opaque sphere, flying saucer, you know, UFO, inspired him to define a new doctrine that all Catholics have to believe, and that is that Mary ascended into heaven just like Jesus does in Acts chapter 1. Even more astonishing to me is the Vatican secret plan for welcoming in an alien god with a small g. Tell me about that. Well, Sid, you know, when you look at Bible prophecy and it talks about a one-world government and a one-world religion, mm -hmm. you know, you see how divided the world still is. And, you know, we have to think that something un unprecedented is going to occur that would unite the world under one heading like that. Now, Ronald Reagan gave a speech to the United Nations where he said how quickly our differences would be resolved if we were faced with an alien threat from outside this world. I mean, this is in the 80s. He gave this speech in the UN. Now, if you look around the world, what people believe, I mean, statistics in the United States say around 50% of Americans already think that UFOs are aliens visiting the Earth. Now, there was a recent poll in the United Kingdom. More people believe in extraterrestrials in the UK than God, okay? And that's a, that's a fact. And so to me, the strong delusion is already here. The groundwork has been laid. And our, our hypothesis is these powers and principalities that Paul writes about in Ephesians 6, these, these demonic forces have seeded this idea into the world so we are primed and ready for a deception. Okay, but what, what makes you think the Vatican has planned to announce this? Well, you know, they're having astrobiology conferences. They, they've made it intellectually virtuous to believe in these extraterrestrials. Their writings coming out of their theologians have pretty much made the argument that if you don't believe 
and extraterrestrials, then that is actually the heresy. You talk about uh, that the Vatican is going to reevaluate their position on basic Christianity? What do you mean by that? Well, their theologians have written that they think that these entities will be evangelizing us so that we would have to modify our beliefs according to their revelation. All these things the Bible says is black and white. They've got to be watered down for there to be a one-world religion, for people to welcome in an antichrist. I mean, what a setup. We even had the opportunity to go to Mount Graham in Arizona, which is where their Vatican Astronomical Technology Telescope, called that, where it's at, where the, uh, the Vatican's astronomers study the uh, deep space. And um, in the course of doing that, getting permission through the Arizona State University to go there to meet mm -hmm. with their astronomers, the Jesuits who are there, uh, we also got access to top astronomers that work in Rome, including um, an astronomer by the name of Guy Cosmonalgo. He's one of the top astronomers for the Vatican. What, what was the major thing you got from your interview with him? Oh, well, two major things. One, uh, he says um, without apology that very soon the nations of the world are going to look to the aliens for their salvation. And then, of course, you want to get behind that, right? You want to find out where are they coming from. So he agreed to be interviewed five times from Rome uh, and then gave us documents which are not available to the public that outline what much of the inner thinking of the highest level theologians and astronomers at the Vatican believe now, uh, including the idea that Jesus might be the son of a star child. Now, when we ask him what is a star child, right, right they're talking about an alien intelligence from another world and that the, um, the birth of Jesus Christ, the virgin birth, was in fact comparable to an abduction scenario in which these aliens used the Virgin Mary to create Jesus. And this is one of the ways in which they're combining the, 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 the idea that we are soon to be visited by an alien savior from another world. Well, up on top of Mount Graham in Arizona, there's, a, there's an observatory complex that consists of three very high-powered telescopes. One is the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope. There's a, there's a radio telescope, and then there's one called the Large Binocular Telescope. This is the most powerful telescope in the world. In fact, they told us they can get better images of space than the Hubble Space Telescope can. Hmm. Now, attached to this telescope is an infrared camera named Lucifer, which is really a, a kind of a, a, an odd name um, <laughs> so. for a camera. And you know, from the information that we gathered, this thing was named by the Max Planck Institute and some German astronomers. But the Vatican is part of this conglomerate up there, that, that, and they're all working together. Now, what this instrument's used for is astrobiology, for looking for exoplanets, looking for other worlds. And uh, the infrared spectrum is also very useful for seeing things that can't be seen with the naked eye. And many UFO researchers have noted that you can see a lot of ships and entities that you normally can't see. First of all, the day that we spent it, uh, uh, on Mount Graham, the entire day there, we had the Jesuits speaking to us face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. We also had systems engineers. It was astonishing the access that they gave us. And one of the things we found amazing in the use of the Lucifer device and even the other telescopes is how commonly 
the astronomers spoke of UFOs. We, we were just taken back by the fact that it was almost a nuisance to them I, I, that there are so many. Well, then, of course, you begin defining what it is. Well, to the Vatican and to the astronomers... But wait a second. It's demonic. Why would the Vatican be studying this? Yeah, well... Not only are they studying it, uh, Corrado Balducci, who was the spokesman for the Vatican, he was their official mouthpiece concerning the alien presence, not just the reality of aliens on other worlds, but an alien presence that is here on Earth now. Is You can go to YouTube and watch his shows on Italian television when he spoke for the church and said that the church was using its embassies around the world to compile information, a case study, if you will, on what the aliens are doing on Earth now. So the belief system is deep, regardless of what you or I might make out of it. And i got to tell you, especially when it comes to alien abduction, I am convinced that we are talking about demonic activity, not intelligences from another world, maybe from another dimension. And they're moving in and out of our reality. They certainly have a conspiratorial uh, plan that might even involve human hybridity. There's a lot to the study. That's why it took us thousands of pages and six investigators, and I had to bring a theologian on <laughs> to make sure that I didn't get off track, right? But, uh, but, but what they're saying to us now is it's going to affect Christian belief. There is a professor for the Pope's uh, uh, University in Rome, and uh, uh, he is a very highly respected intellectual. Uh, his last name is Tanzniti. And he has written a paper now in which he is saying that very soon, not, a, not right in the beginning, we won't have to um, deny our Christian faith in the beginning. But there is information coming from another world, and once it is confirmed, it is going to require a rereading of the gospel as we know it. And that's the kind of information that we are receiving from the highest levels of Vatican intelligentsia. Where's this headed, in your opinion, after all this research? I think it's headed towards an imminent great deception. Uh, I, think, I think they either know something or they suspect something, and that's why they're preparing the Catholic faithful. The, 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 and, of course, the Vatican has reached beyond Catholics, um, but they're trying to prepare the world. They're literally putting up a, a neon sign saying, we're down with ETs. Recently, Vatican officials have publicly acknowledged the likelihood of alien life. This dramatic reversal of Vatican policy demands an explanation. Here's a strange story. In 1998, there were excavations being done under the Vatican Library. And one of the workers on the excavation team found strange skulls. They elongated, extended skulls. They looked like what you would think a gray alien skull would look like. The oversized, slanted eye sockets, the relatively small nose and mouth, the dome-like cranium, the similarities between its structure and the heads of the gray alien, the ET life form most commonly described by witnesses, are obvious. But why are skulls allegedly under the Vatican? If these bones could talk, what stories would they tell? After the discovery of those strange skulls, Pope John Paul and the Vatican military closed all access to the site. What is the Vatican hiding? And did those skulls make their way into the secret Vatican archives? Could these skulls be the remnants of aliens who once lived in the Vatican? The Vatican is built on the ruins of ancient Rome. 
And underneath the Vatican is what's known as a necropolis. A necropolis is a vast burial ground. So there could be skulls dating back not just to 2,000 years from the birth of Christ, but all the way dating back to the beginning of Rome. Perhaps the conclusion was best put by a nun who stated, whatever those remains represent, there's a reason why the good fathers buried them there to be forgotten. Catholicism is going to be on the forefront for really being that open-minded religion to join. If the theories are true, the future of the Vatican may be to lead not only the Catholic Church, but perhaps all of humanity into a world shared with an extraterrestrial society. Okay, everyone, um, thank you for listening to the Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, David Wren. And that was a video that I wanted to share with you, and that was from Tom Horn, um, who has a lot of work uh, in regards to the overall occultish uh, fundamentals and rituals of the Vatican. And that's the Vatican, not the, the, the Roman Catholic people, um, but the actual hierarchy of the Roman Catholic Church within the Vatican and that's disseminated among the minions that are within the, Vat- the, the Roman Catholic Church. And as you already know uh, from the past incidents with children, everything aligns itself. And I played that for this, for this reason because one of the things that's so important is to control the media to control the heartstrings of people because when you control those heartstrings of people and you can present the sorcery and the magic that will deceive them they will not be able to develop or nor resonate with their true spirit that is in communion with the great creator because what they will do the thing with sorcery is that it gets you from your spiritual base and it gets you to your physical base and it, re- and it responds primarily to your senses, your physical senses, and your emotional state of your anger, your intellect, and your overall self-esteem. These are some of the weakest points in which to enter man to deceive him. And because of that, we have been inundated through advertisement we have been inundated through miseducation and we have been coerced and corralled to follow a system that suppresses our free will which is the most powerful and the greatest gift that the great creator has given us and so we're getting ready to come up on a break when we come back from a break I want to continue this conversation we'd love to hear from you because a dialogue is much more important than a monologue. And the number to give us a call at 712-775-7035 and the participant code is 660079. And you may say, what does this have to do with anything? It has everything to do with everything. It has everything to do with South Carolina. It has everything to do with slavery. It has everything to do with the purpose 
targeting of our community. And in order for us to redefine and regain our true prosperity so that you do not have to pay for your birthright, we must know history and see the deceptions and the lies that are there because they don't weigh out once you start to spiritually challenge it. So, you're listening to Tando, uh, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We're, re- we're getting ready to go through a break. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Texas, you are invited to the Sundiata Coley Shaka Sankofa Community Garden on the first Saturday of the month up until September to learn gardening skills from the head gardener and build together with the community. They are looking for people to come out ready to work and get their hands dirty. You do not have to have any experience in gardening. All food grown from the garden is available to the community. The garden was named after Sundiata Akoli, who is a political prisoner that has been enslaved for more than 40 years, and comrade in struggle, Shaka Sankofa, who was killed June 22nd in 2000. Sundiata, when asked what we can do in support of the political prisoner, said, build a garden. We must be able to do for self in the name of self-determination. The garden is located at 2428 sophomore in Houston, Texas. Again, come out on the first of every month starting around 7 o'clock a.m. If you have an event that is free and open to the public and want to announce it on Black Talk Radio, send an email to admin at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. It's your boy, David Wren, a.k.a. Dave from L.A. And today's show is a very important one. It's one in which I've given great thought, but it's really about some of the current events, the deceptions, and the unreality of religious practice that goes against spirituality. So... I'm glad that you are, are tuning in today, and if you definitely would like to jump in on the conversation, I would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. Now, we played that last video, but before we do that, we definitely have a caller that's in queue that I want to go to, but we played that video for a very defined reason, um, and we're going to get to that, but let's go to our callers that are in queue. Welcome, caller, to Tando Radio Show. If you could state your name and state where you're calling from and wish your question or comment. Hey, Dave. This is Deborah. This is Deborah. What's going on, Deborah? How you doing? I'm good. You know, Deborah. You know, a lot of times I um, I clown around with you, even when I'm on air, and you pick up on it all the time. And I I really appreciate uh, because our relationship it means so much to me. Uh, Deborah is 
someone that is a avid listener, but not only that, Deborah really cares about our pe- people, and it's so reassuring um, in the direction that we're going because of people like you is the reason why Black Talk Radio Network, Tando, is why we do what we do, and I just want to thank you for your level of commitment and love past the minutia of man, Deborah. Well, I feel the same about you, Dave, and I always say you, you're my brother, you know. <laughs> That's I, right. I, That's right. What's going on, Deborah? Just listening and, you know, just kind of thinking about, you know, just the things that you've been sharing. You know, throughout, as you've been on Tando and stuff like that, but then just kind of putting it together for myself yeah. and looking at uh, just the things that's going on and, and how they are unfolding before us, but then also thinking back that, you know, a lot of times people get so relaxed, and that was one of the things that I was listening to Scotty's show as well, and there was a couple of ladies on there that was talking and saying, you know, we have become so relaxed that we let anyone come within our circle yeah. that may not mean us no good, you know. And right. And just to look at the church that, you know, and, um, and the activity just took place there, you know, uh, like there was a guy that called in Houston, and he, I think he was from the mosque or whatever, and he said that there's no way that that guy should have even got that comfortable to come in to sit down. And no yeah. one even questioned, you know, him being there. I understand about, you know, we want to be godly and stuff like that, but when someone is out of place, that should make you aware of your surroundings. Yes. Yeah. And right. because we can't go to theirs and, you know, and and <laughs> just fit in because they're going to be watching. They're going to be, gonna be challenged. Yes. They're going right. to even approach us, you know. Right. So to even think that, you know, that for him to have that much uh, guts about himself, but then, uh, you know, I haven't really heard anyone, you know, the whole story or, you know, anyone you know, about the news saying exactly what part of this group he is or whatever, but one thing for sure, you know that he's part of some group. That's one thing. Right. And, right. and then just looking at, you know, we we have to start. At, at this point, it's no more, you know, I think about a lot of people say, oh, that was, that's old school, or, you know, things that happened back in, you know, the 60s or the early, you know, later, I mean, earlier years. Well, no, now it's 2015, and it's been coming into the new school era. <laughs> and right. so now they're knocking on the door, so we can no longer have that same mindset that, that was back then. No, it's now. So now, now what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know? See, and that's and that's so important. As you know, Deborah, you you were feeling this way, and you you saw this coming from a mile away, even before it happened, because you can look at the overall events that were happening, and exactly. it's not saying that you know you need. To, I think in today's world, you have to be very cognizant of the times in which you live in and someone that's out of place needs to be 
talked to in a way to make sure that they fit in place. Yeah. You know? And that oh, yeah. their 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 motives and their agenda is sincere, you know? Because yeah. and, and that's exactly what you're saying. It's not that you 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 are live in fear but you're very safety conscious. You're conscious of things. Things that are out of place are out of place for a reason. And, and no, I totally agree with you. Um, but, you know, and the thing is that, you know, Deborah, and, and, and I really, really think is that the biggest problem that we have is that we forget that a nation that allowed for slavery, we think that they have redeemed themselves mm-hmm. of that. No. And Not because of that, we want to because of the comforts that the comforts that we see that they live in we are willing to sell out to mm-hmm. say you know what y'all not like that we want to yep. place on them in a system that is un that has not proven itself or validated itself to be in the place that it deserves to be and we place more emphasis on it as one that is a benevolent one instead of the continuance of the benevolent agenda that it always has been. We, so often we forget that this was a governmental institutionalized program of yep. slavery. And then here it is in this day and age that what's the first thing that we do when you really think about it, whenever something goes wrong, who do we want to hold accountable? The government. Who is yeah. the government? The very orchestrators of the slave paradigm. Exactly. Exactly. You know, usually it's just kind of like dangling, you know, just like a puppet on a string, you know? And yeah. so the only difference is the only difference is the people. It's just new people playing a different game. Yeah, exactly. Play, no, 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 playing the same game. Same game. The game hasn't changed. Right, with different methods, same exactly. objective, different methods. Yeah, they they have improved. Now that's one thing about new and approved. Hold There's on, Doc. New, <laughs> you know that's improved. That you know, but the the actual, the whole the the primary is the same. Yep, the overall it's, objective is the same. Exactly. Uh, Deborah. Hold on, Doc uh, Hawkins. We've got Doc Hawkins uh, waiting online. Just want to tell him to hold on. But I uh, wanted you to, um, yeah, Deborah, and, and that's the real, and, and that's where we fall short with each other. We mm-hmm. cause ourselves, we squander our great talents and our prosperity because yeah. we keep hoping and we keep expecting someone else to solve something for us. The The riddle, the puzzle, the uh, a problem that is is solutioned and formulated in great success is already lived in us, and we and we refuse to rely upon ourselves to invoke it. Yeah, because we're looking for acceptance, you know. Yeah. And 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 last one, this lady said, you know, now that Facebook has brought so many people back together, but it's Facebook. Now it's time to be face to face. Like she said, talk Ooh. to your neighbors. You know, yep, you know, self reliance, independence you, group. Yeah, you know, or even you know, as far as you know, strengthening. You know, and once we get that strength behind us, 
Yes. And we know that we're, you know, back in the day they had it. You know, yep. we were forced to have it. Now we're being forced again. So now yep. it's time to take that on and really look at, you know, like if, if you can have a conversation with me over this face, over this Internet, you can have a conversation with me face-to-face. Face. Oh, my. I love you, Deborah. That's exactly right. Hold on, Deborah. I want to bring um, uh, Doc Hawkins is, is on okay. the line uh, and then so that we all can. Okay. Let me see. One sec. Welcome uh, to Tando Radio Show. Um, caller, state your name. I want to make sure. State your name and tell us uh, where you're calling from. What's your comment or question? Yeah, this is uh, this is Doc. The great Doc Hawkins. What's going on, Doc? How you feeling, sir? Oh man, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm I know. Feeling, feeling all right, you know. I know. Uh, uh, considering uh, you know the circumstances and stuff. Uh, how about yourself, David? I am I am fantastic, Doc. So great to hear from you, especially for what's going on, Doc. And uh, I'm glad that. Um, you know, you, you called in with your busy, busy schedule because there's a lot that we need to talk about, and I definitely want to hear from you. We have Deborah uh, on the line also, Doc, but uh, it's so important that we have some of the great minds and the, the people that really care about our people. And, you know, Doc, as you already know, they've designed a paradigm of hierarchy and leadership that plays by their rules, and we need to really establish our own hierarchy uh, as far as being leaderless, but a collective prudence where we are all striving for and making sure that the things that we need come to full fruition, and so, Doc, you know, this is last night, you know, you, this was no surprise to you, Deborah, or myself, we saw this coming in conversations, in warnings. Um, that we've in communications and correspondence that we may have with each other, and so Doc, what 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 say you? You know, man, this is this is really hectic to say the least because we're moving towards something at a speed that most people aren't ready for. Right. So. The thing that I would encourage people to do is just what you stated earlier. You know, pay attention to your environment. And if someone is really, you know, seems to be out of place. Right. Then we have to be at least more security minded. If mm. we don't have the foresight to see, um, you know, certain things coming, for example, with particular individuals. We should at least, when we gather, you know, like, and people are going to say, now, wait a minute, why would, why, why would you need security measures at a church? That's right, Doc. Well, you see why. <laughs> but I'm not saying necessarily outside security uh, uh, measures. I'm saying that we should finally say, look, enough is enough, and and we should organize ourselves. Now, our security doesn't necessarily have to be out for everyone to see. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm talking about. There are individuals who can handle a rifle and a scope very, very well. Handily. Right, Doc. I mean? So they yeah. would think that we got too many veterans, too many military veterans, for this sort of thing to happen. Too many yeah. veterans that are out of work, 
too many veterans that are homeless. Say that again, Doc. Say that so, again, because that is so true. Yeah. I mean, look. Doc, I'm, too I'm many veterans saying. that's in prison, 700,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. You know, and, and, and that, I mean, for me, looking at that, I'm, I'm really disgusted, to be honest with you, to look at just the way that the veterans are treated. And I'm not just saying that superficially. I mean, damn. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that's going on, and, and you see who they label as the number one terrorist in the country, mm. right? Veterans, the returning yeah. veterans. Why? Because there are certain things that they know. All I'm yeah. saying, black people, is that we need to at least be more security minded. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But just like look at my situation, I'm not going to put everything out there. Yeah. All right. But at least, but but recently, you know, I had an agent, you know, one who pretend to be a friend. Uh, those that are on this show know who he is, or at least know of him. You know, it was mighty funny because I saw this coming a parsec away. He was in another state when I first started speaking on this show. Then all of a sudden, bam, he shows up in my city, and he's claiming that him and his wife stand with his daughter, you know, this sort of thing. And the, within our first conversation, the guy tried to insinuate himself into my home and into my business. He literally, within 15 minutes of talking to him, said, well, hey, you know, I'll stop by your house. You know, we, we could sit down and, and chat, you know, about business. And I'm like, what? You know, it, first of all, the guy didn't even bring anything to the table at all. Secondly, even if you did, you don't just insinuate yourself into people's house. But what you got to understand is that I recognized that this guy was very out of place. So there were things that I did. There were there were precautions that I took that you know no one knew about. No one knows about now. But it's amazing what you can do with five hundred dollars, especially in a big city. You can find out what you want to find out. And anyway, to make a long story short, this guy just, uh, you know, out of the blue. Now, he talked to me the day before, and I told him, I said, listen, I won't be at the office. I'm going to be running around, you know, tomorrow making deliveries and such. But, you know, I'll try to call you around 1 o'clock. The guy stated, well, I'll, uh, I'll call you tomorrow at noon if I don't hear from you. What do he do? Instead, he shows up at the Bank of America Center where my office is at 10 a.m. in the morning asking questions, you know, mm. of the bank manager and other people, you know, that sort of thing. And then he calls me from the bank saying, oh, hey, I'm here, uninvited, unannounced, that sort of thing. But I saw it coming, and the right people were already informed that this was going to happen. You see what I mean? Now, as far as I know, an incident like South Carolina could have been planned, you know, for me or for my office or others there. So, and, and some people on the outside looking in may say, well, dang, that's kind of extreme. But so is this crap that's going on right now in, North, in South Carolina and in other places. Yeah. These people, I'm telling you, they, you can't measure what you think they would do based on what you would do because you have a sense of morality. So 
people, I'm telling you, become security-minded, man. Enough is enough. Yeah, you got to be very security-minded. And, and Doc, I don't know if you caught um, the the show because we, we, you know, uh, from, what was it, uh, Tuesday, because uh, I had a graduation yesterday, from Tuesday, and it was about how the Vatican has actually um, actually manipulated, indoctrinated the paradigm in which we live in now. And, and that is in... So I would definitely, Doc, uh, if you if you have time, um, and if you can chime in on that, uh, you know, definitely please do uh, because you yeah, know I thought it's, that was very important. As a matter of fact, uh, I love the way that you tied uh, the clips in earlier within this show today uh, to that. Uh, I just hope that a lot of other people caught that. Yeah. But yeah, the Vatican's making some very strange announcements. You know, the Pope making some very strange announcements. Foreign governments are making very strange announcements. You know. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I will say one of the gentlemen on the clip said something that I, I think uh, should be highlighted uh, or at least uh, looked at, even if it's a cursory glance. Uh, and he spoke about those entities not necessarily being from uh, you know. Uh, or, or being extraterrestrial, but that, you know, that we are really dealing with demons, you know, interdimensional type demons. I think there's a great level yeah. to that as well. And I will say this once and just leave it alone. I'll touch on it briefly, but no, um, this isn't, this isn't uh, something that I'll really go into now because of the sake of time. But I recently spoke to a journalist who asked me to record some information from from the journalist, uh, I won't say male or female, and this is a very, 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 very well-known journalist. And what they had to say about all this and these interdimensional beings and politics and all Ooh, that God. shatters yeah. anything that David Icke says or any of those guys. I'm telling you. Man, and it's just, I, I, I had chills the whole time I was speaking to this person. But I got about two hours of conversation, mm -hmm. you know. And and one other thing. Hold on, another um, caller. We'll go to you in one second. Go ahead, Doc. Sorry about that. Just wanted to let the other caller to hold on. Go ahead. Go well, ahead, Doc. There's, there's a lot uh, that we can see for ourselves. I think the problem with the Vatican's announcements, not, you know, with the Vatican per se, uh, but as far as we go, is that, you know, we are stuck with uh, just, you know, hearing things, whether they're fact or fiction, and we never really uh, explore deeper to see, hey, you know, test the water, so to speak. You know, test the theory, see if this is true or not. Well, wait, hey, Doc, hold on, because you said something that's so important that, that I, I, I hope that, Doc, you know from the scientific studies, you know, you know in developing a theory and then developing a theorem there you have to question and actually analyze things instead of taking it at face value doc tell us the 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 process you know doc in order for something to become evident or or to be substantiated or validated there's a process with that and so often we don't ask 
the most important things, that is a question. I always say a question is eternal, but an answer is temporary compared to a question. Oh, yeah. So, well, see, it's like I tell people all the time. Uh, and, and keep in mind, uh, uh, you know, there are different levels of science. For example, uh, some of my people within the uh, metaphysical community can explore certain things with their spirit, you know, with their subconscious mind. And, you know, they don't need technology for that, and neither do I, all right? But then there are other things that you want the tangible proof of. There are certain things that you uh, need to discover, uh, if you can, on the lab bench. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, I, I, I like to explore both because you can't explain everything metaphysically, you know. So you have to have a level of concrete proof to develop a tangible science, a usable science. Uh, there are too many of us with intellect but not usable intellect. And I think that that has been plaguing us. But again, like I say all the time, if you want a respectable lab, you got to invest in it. There's no way around that. You have to actually invest. You have to purchase certain equipment. You, 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 you have to invest. But I'll say this, uh, uh, this short piece here in closing. We made some discoveries uh, over the last five years that we haven't, uh, some of my colleagues and I, and I'll be introducing them to the right people uh, real soon because there are certain things that we need to know about this whole process. And what the gentleman alluded to in the clip, one of the gentlemen was correct. He spoke about the world's largest telescope having an infrared lens yeah. on it. Lucifer, known as Lucifer. Yeah. Yep. What he was really saying, my people, is that you can use, and you don't have to have a big, a big lens like that. You can get a very small lens. Remember, you have far infrared and near infrared, all right? But, again, for the sake of time, you can use an infrared lens, place it over a 35-millimeter camera, point it <laughs> to the sky, and you're going to see things that you couldn't see with your physical eyes. <laughs> right, that's Doc. Why, is that, it's so amazing. Right. That's, Go ahead, Doc. That's and imagine, like, I got pictures, um, and I have, I mean, from using about 200 different filters, you know, far beyond the infrared filters, uh, that I placed on my own telescope, which you can see Jupiter's moons with this telescope and Saturn's moons, all right? You'd be amazed at what you can see with different filters on the telescope. And um, so imagine what those, the, the type of telescope those guys have. You know, that type of power, you know. But, again, we need to get to the point to where we are actually practicing. But, it, well, I'll, I'll just leave it at that for now, but I'll yeah. be making some announcements soon. Okay, great, great. Hold on uh, one second, Doc. Hold on to the line. Uh, we got another caller that's in queue before we go to a break. Wanted to bring them on. Uh, welcome to Tando uh, Radio Show. Uh-oh. I welcome got you, brother. Oh, this is Brother Davis. What's going on, Brother Davis? How you feeling? Hey, brother, I'm going to tell you, I'm on cloud nine. I'm going to tell you why I'm on cloud nine. Because when you are in a proximity to truth, you draw those people who are on a path that's directly correlated to your own. That's right. One of the major players 
and understanding in truth is accepting that for someone for to get you not to believe the truth, they must lie to you. Say that and again, the Brother difference, David. They must lie to you. And the difference is they must lie to you to the degree that you believe it. Oh, we have been lied to to the degree that we now live the lie. <laughs> right. Brother Davis, man, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, it's, you know, sometimes I, I get, you know, because it's it's so important what, what's, what's being said. Say that again, Brother Davis, and I'm not going to interrupt, and I'm uh, going to uh, hold okay. the, the mic away from my mouth so you can't hear me respond. Oh, oh okay. And I, I really wanted to move on, but I'm, I'm going to come back to that, just like you asked. We have been lied to to the degree that first we believed it. Now we have insulted our own intelligence by living it. But your good fortune is that in the field of sheeple, there are always warriors. And what is so unique about warriors is they may not have a direct correlation with their abilities, but they identify each other when their paths cross. We have been victimized by many institutions of design to lower us into a state in which we can be corralled without defense and surrender without even being questioned. And now when I say surrender without being questioned, when you're all together in a group and someone knows you're in a group, i.e. South Carolina, they can send an assassin in to appear to be one of the sheep. But when he has finished his task, he has devastated your consciousness. We no longer, as the warriors, are being sympathetically played by our own ignorance. We must cling to those warriors who have a plan and who have a design. And we must listen instinctively because what they come with can only add to what you have, what you are. But always remember one thing. A warrior believes Understand how I said that. A warrior believes he can achieve the impossible. If you do not believe you can achieve the impossible, you will never reach it. Brother, I will give you a call, and you know who I speak. You know what, Y'all be Davis, blessed. Brother David, huh? I, know, I know that you're, you're on the road, but definitely um, please, uh, for you, Deborah, uh, Doc Hawkins, uh, and please hold... And, and Scotty, y'all can hold the line because we're going to talk about some things. And if you'd like to get in on the conversation, please definitely give us a call, 712-775-7035. Because I'm going to tell you, the thing is that you want to have yourself always in good counsel. And good counsel is so important. And, and the reason why we're so scattered and, and, and so confused in our overall community, and this is something that plays to the advantage, not of us, but of the agenda that's at hand. You know, we're getting ready to go to a commercial break, and when we come back, 
there are some things that I want to uh, bring to the overall listeners uh, that's going to be an extension of what we talked about on Tuesday. So if you'd like to get in on the conversation, please definitely give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the, and the participant code is 660079. Only, not only on Tando Radio Show, but on Black Talk Radio Network. But I'm going to tell you, only from the minds of the, of the warriors, the lovers, and the uncompromising, uncompromising spirits of the great black sharks within our community. You listen to Tando Radio Show. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. to describe something that's incidental about him, one of his incidental characteristics. So there's nothing else to it. He's just white. But when you get the white man over here in America and he says he's white, he means something else. You can listen to the sound of his voice when he says he's white. He means he's boss. That's right. That's what white means in in this language. You know the expression free, white, and 21. He made that up. He's letting you know all of them mean the same. White means free, boss. He's up there. So that when he says he's white, he has a little different sound in his voice. And I know you know what I'm talking about. He, he, uh, and uh, this was what I saw was missing in the Muslim world. If they said they were white, it was incidental. White, black, brown, red, yellow. It doesn't make any difference what color you are. And so this was the religion that I had accepted and had gone there to get a better knowledge of it. And but, but despite the fact that I saw that Islam was a religion of brotherhood, I also had to face reality. And when I get back into this American society, I'm not in a society that practices brotherhood. I'm in a society that might preach it on Sunday, but they don't practice it in, on no day, on any day. And so since I could see that America itself is a society where there is no brotherhood, and that this society is controlled primarily by racists and segregationists, and it is, uh, who use, and that, the, that the, who are in Washington, D.C., in positions of power, and from Washington, D.C., they exercise the same uh, forms of brutal uh, oppression against dark-skinned people in, in, in South and North, North Vietnam, or in the Congo, or in Cuba, or in any other place on this earth where they're trying to exploit and oppress. This is a society whose government doesn't hesitate to inflict the most brutal form of punishment and oppression upon dark-skinned people all over the world. Uh, to wit, right now, what's going on in in uh, near uh, in and around Saigon and Hanoi, and in the Congo, and in and in elsewhere, they are violent when their interests are at stake. But that, with all of that violence that they display at the international level, when you and I want just a little bit of freedom, we're supposed to be non-violent. They're violent. They're violent in Korea. They're violent in Germany. They're violent in the South Pacific. They're violent in Cuba. They're violent wherever they go. But when it comes time for you and me to protect ourselves against lynchers, they tell us to be non-violent.
are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For live programming schedules, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show. This is brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And what you just heard was uh, Brother Malcolm that Scotty played. And thank you, Scotty, for playing that because that's so appropriate for right now. And, you know, what the thing of, that Malcolm was saying is that the most important thing is what Malcolm didn't finish saying. And then what Malcolm didn't finish saying is that they have in their land more sovereign freedom than you have in the land of your oppressors because it's the system that oppresses you. Look past the individual because the individuals are insignificant once you annihilate and and dismantle the overall system, then that person has to look at you on their merits. And believe me, many of man's merits do not measure up to your greatness as individuals and as a people, collective people at whole. So just wanted to, to chime that in. Um, and so if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 712-775-7035. Participant code is six six zero zero seven nine. You know, on Tuesday we talked about, uh, talked. I, I told you about uh, Nibiru, uh, the, the, the brown dwarf, uh, that is just outside of our solar system that's on an elliptical orbit. This is the Sumerian history, and the Vatican is actually using um, their the, the largest telescope with the largest uh, infrared um, enhancement known as Lucifer, um, and they've been watching this for a while. And I told you the story of Inki and Enlil, and, you know, the thing about that's so important is that most a lot of people don't realize that the Catholic Church extends itself beyond the Catholic, uh, beyond Catholicism. It extends itself into Christianity because the very uh, Bible that you read is is canonized by them. And it's when we talked on Tuesday, I wasn't. I was hoping that you wouldn't catch that I was saying that you need not to believe in the Great Creator because no. We, there is nothing that you need to believe, believe in. The evidence of the great creator is everywhere. But what I wanted to really emphasize was that do not allow yourselves to be manipulated by a mechanism of man. And usually when man creates something, it's not living, and it doesn't stand the test of what God, the great creator, has created. When you look at the sun, you know that man didn't create it. When you look at the trees, you know that man did not create it. When you look at the universe, you know that man did not create it. But there are things that you can look at here on earth and I readily identify with man, cars, uh, government systems, freeways. Those are all man created. So what I wanted to do was there was um, on on Tuesday we we stopped, but... I wanted to go back and to finish this conversation and to give you some other insights so that you can look at what was created to deceive you and to keep you from what I, what I think is the great truth of the great creator. Because from there's so much, if you do your research, you would see that the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican itself, not Catholic people, but the Roman Catholic Church hierarchy is in 
the very cusp of policy that is mandated against humanity, meaning they set the terms and the conditions for so many of the living uh, um, standards of living of the world. And they have a very concerted effort to control. So now, one of the things, and I'm glad that uh, the, the panel that we have of individuals who are very learned individuals beyond compare and are committed beyond compare. One of the things that I would like to, other than what we talked about on, on Tuesday with the Dominion, that is everything to do with, uh, that is nothing more than a management. That's not something that the great creator God Almighty would do, but that's everything that man would do because that invokes man's dominion over you. This is why Jade Helm had, says in his logo, master of the human domain because this what they this is what they believe and who they think they are and we play into it so much one of the other things that i want to bring into your attention is if you looked at genesis 1:16 something that's very you know when you when you look at whoops one second when you look at one of the things with man is that man always makes mistakes and they can't cover up their tracks, you know? And when you look at it, this has nothing to do with the great creator. The great creator is still a great creator. There is no question about that. But the deception of the great creator is the thing that really matters. So now, if you look at in Genesis 1.16, it says, And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made stars also. But listen, one more time. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Now, if you know anything about astronomy, if you know anything about stars and planets, you will know this that the one that's known as the lesser light is no such thing. The moon is not a star. This is a fallacy of man, not a fallacy of the great creator God Almighty. Because the moon actually reflects, there's no such thing as moonlight. What it should be called is the sun's reflection off of the moon. Because the moon is not a star where it can give light. It has no light. So there is no lesser light because it's not a light. It's a reflection of the sun. That's why you can always tell where the sun is sun at is night in cord- in, in, by, cord- by coordinating how it reflects. And this is not something that David Wren saying. There is no such thing as moonlight because the moon does not create a light. This is a reflection of the sun. And this is so important because, let me tell you, the great creator would not make these mistakes. These are the mistakes of man perpetuated in their manipulation of you. So am I saying that the great creator God Almighty doesn't exist? No way in the world am I saying that. What I'm saying is that there are tools and mechanisms to deceive you from. 
One of the things that you will find is it's easy to be a prophet when you write what's going to happen and you make sure it happens from your doctrines and your objectives and your methods. It's very easy to be called a prophet then. And remember, on Tuesday when we talked about God repented from his evil, how can God ever repent from evil? But it wasn't the first time where someone admonished God about their, his behavior because that wasn't the great creator God, but a demigod. But a demigod. Moses did it multiple times. Samuel did it. And it's throughout the, it's throughout the New Testament where there is the so-called God where they say they had to repent because there's no such thing as the great creator having to fix or adem or redact what was originally created. You don't see new stars in the sky. You know, there, if Doc Hawkins is on. Doc Hawkins will tell you the things that are proven are never enhanced. They stand on their own. Once something goes from a theory to a theorem, it stands on its own. Yes, there are new portions of it, but it doesn't refine itself and redefine itself. It's just a more elaborate understanding of it because you make an elaborate understanding of it. So for it to be a New Testament or Old Testament, that means that somebody made a mistake. And I'm going to tell you something. Great Creator God Almighty is not like man that he should lie. So you have to look at where this stuff comes from and who this is coming and what their agenda is. And, and also, from there, you go to Genesis. Go back to Genesis 2, 11. In Genesis 2, 11. Well, no, before Genesis 2, 11. It, it, well, we'll go to 2.11. 2.11, it shows that when after man was created, that man was, was placed in, was near Hebula, where the gold was good. And it says, in the name of, of the first is Phazon, that which com compassed the whole land of Hebula, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. So I would say to you, the great creator already made gold. What does the great creator need with gold? Great creator doesn't have a gold American Express. Uh, when they found Saddam Hussein, he had a gold desert eagle. The great creator does not need one. That's always man. The great creator does not live like yo MTV cribs. The great creator creates. Man lives like yo MTV cribs. So as you go on, the very significant things about this is this. It goes on. And you go to to 2.17. And it said, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that thou shalt eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. And God said it is not good that man should be alone. Wait a minute right there. Let me tell you something right there. It's not good that man should be alone. So you mean to tell me that the great creator, God Almighty, didn't have the foresight before creating man to know that it wasn't for him to be alone? He had to redact what, he was, what was done? Let me tell you, my cousin, 
Pauli makes mistakes on arithmetic and has to come back and refix it. The great creator never does. It's always perfect and in sync. But living beings do that. Then they come back after a creation is happening and say, uh-oh, it's not good for man to be alone. And if you think that, wait a minute, listen. And it goes on to say, I will make him a helpmeet in uh, Genesis 2.18. Let me start with that. And the Lord said that it's not good for the, that man should be alone. And I will make him a helpmate. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the fowl. But let's go down to before them. Wait, wait, let's go to Genesis 21. And it says 2, Genesis 2.21. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept and he took one rib from, and he took of his rib and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Remember the story, the, the Sumerian story of Enlil and Enki. Enki was a great doctor. Once again, what you see right here from, from your own experience, what happens when you go into surgery? They put you to sleep. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. So you mean to tell me there was an anesthesiologist that was there? And then listen. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in, instead thereof. That's surgery. And not only is that surgery, but listen to me. This is cloning. Because the great creator creates by will, not by surgery. Who creates by taking DNA from extracting DNA from one thing to construct the wholeness thereof. Is this not the practice of cloning? And this is so important for us not to be to be moved from the truth because some man told us this instead of resonating in developing our own third eye spiritual spirituality because if we don't develop our own individual spirituality with the great creator then we are left left with the doctrines of rituals of religion and then you'll start going to a church with statues and everything else going home oh, and all that other stuff saying things that you have no clue what you're saying the grimoires which is nothing more than the grammar of things and this is very deadly because I'm going to say the great creator does not perform surgery nor cloning. But that's, this, that's what this very practice is. And then it goes on. Other things that go on. In 3, Genesis 3, let me catch up, 3, 4. This is very important. Let me tell you why, what we're about to talk about. So often we think that our women are so insignificant, but our, it was our women that first moved us towards being free. 
And you'll hear me say on this show, until our sisters get tired of what's going on in this country, we will never be free because it was our it was our sisters that first brought us to the to the door and demanded freedom. And you know who did it? It was Eve. Listen. Now the serpent was more subtle than any other beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye have God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God do knoweth that in the days that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for, the, for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and the tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave unto her husband with, with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked. And they swooed fig leaves together, sewn fig leaves together, and made themselves an apron. Hold, stop there. Let me tell you. Originally, the, the, he, the Sumerian story was that Inky had to make mankind to be a slave race. And in order for them to be slaves, they had to be ignorant. Because let me tell you, what is the characteristic of every slave? They're ignorant. They're ignorant to the point of, they're ignorant to the point of they will subjugate and sacrifice the very truth to be accepted. Because they know nothing more. And at this time, you wonder why there is a vaccination program in this world. You wonder why Bill Gates is running around trying to vaccinate and depopulate, but see, that's not the only thing that they're trying to do. You know, when I was growing up, there was no real autism the way it is now. You know why there's autism? Because they want to revert man back to not being able to think on their own. That's what these vaccinations are doing. Because a young man that I know that I was told of that has autism. He's one of the greatest video game players there is. But the thing with him is this. He can tell anyone how to play the video game and perfect it to, the, to a T and master it. But he refuses to play it himself. That is the perfect slave that they want. One that will teach and learn and teach others and do what's perfect for the overall program, but will refuse to play it himself. One of the stories about Inky and Enlil is that Inky Enlil became disgusted at mankind because they were noisy. They started to complain throughout the world as they became fruitful and multiplied. And because of that, he wanted to get rid of them. He had a great temper. Great temper. But see, his, his brother Enlil, this is the Sumerian story of it I didn't say that this is what I believe I'm bringing you the story of the Sumerians of Inky and Enlil 
and then you can look at it biblically and see how it correlates. That the Bible is talking about not God, but getting you to focus on being a slave. It's a hard thing, but it's the truth when you really look at it from history. So now, mankind was ignorant in like the old Indian proverb, for every disease that man creates, God has created a cure for that disease. So at some time, Adam and Eve was plagued with something. What were they plagued with? Great ignorance of their mind. And what did that tree give them? A cure. And that was what Enlil hated the most. Because now man was able to see good and evil. Because when you're able to see good and evil, you're able to execute your free will. You're able to execute your free will. Okay, so now it goes on to say, and Eve was the first one to what? Recognize it. Because it wasn't affecting her as much as it was Adam. So now it goes on. This is hard. Yes, but this is the story. This is the story. And it validates it so much through here because now you need to read it from a standpoint of knowing something different. And when you do that, it makes you go, oh, shoot, something's wrong here. This don't jive. The great creator God Almighty wouldn't make mistakes. It's not good for man to be alone. Oh, you didn't calculate that in the beginning? Because man doesn't do that. Not the great great creator who's omnipotent and omnipresent. We're not talking about the same thing. We're talking about little G's. So now it goes on. And both their eyes were open. Verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now let me stop right there. Walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That's a physical being. Why would the great creator God Almighty be in a physical form walking in the cool of the day? Who walks in the cool of the day? Someone that needs to. And remember, the, the Sumerian story tells you that they go on a 3,600-year elliptical orbit. means they go way out from our sun, and they don't have the radiant heat that we have here. So they're cold beings. It wasn't that God was walking in the cool of the day for Adam or Eve because he went out to them. Who has to walk in the cool of the day? Not the great creator because the great creator is spiritual and not physical in nature at all. So now, says, was walking in the cool of the day. That's a living being. Walking in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord against the trees. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said to him, Where art thou? The great creator, God Almighty, is omnipotent at all times. These beings, in all of their technology, weren't omnipotent at all times. And it said, and went on to say, that and the Lord called, 
called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. Why was there fear now? There was fear now because no longer was he in ease under the same condition of being ignorant and they realized that they needed to be afraid of this being that was coming towards them now there was no love there there was no love there none whatsoever so it goes on it was all fear the great creator does not resonate in that low frequency of fear but resonates in the frequency of love which resonates higher than silver this pitch is much higher than silver so and from there we go on to it goes on where throughout this if you read it and read it with comprehension, with with real, with with real understanding of something different, and you read it with a form of of comprehension, you will see that this is not the great creator that man has put in the book that's inanimate. This was, if this was really what they said it was, it would be the book would actually be a living being, because nothing that the great creator has made is ever an inanimate object. It lives. The sun lives. The stars live. The universe lives. The earth lives. You live. And all of the fowl of the earth live. And, oh, we're getting ready, man. We're running out of time. And I am, we will catch up with this story. I'm so sorry, but you know, that's what time does. It, it it flies. So I just want to thank you all for listening. Let me see. We got two minutes. I don't know. Let me welcome the Tando Radio Show uh caller. If you can state your name and state your uh question or, or we got two minutes left. Hey brother Daddy. It's me, man. This is Brother Davis. But let me let me make this short and sweet. I was taught through the stages of my study that if the creator wanted you to have a book, you would have left you a book instead of a I love you, Brother Davis, definitely. I just want to thank you all. Um, thank you for Deborah calling, uh, Dr. Hawkins, uh, Brother Davis, and, and everyone else that, that chimed in. We will definitely keep this, uh, pick this up tomorrow. I'm sorry about that. We ran out of time. So remember, it's never never ask for a blessing. Make sure to be a blessing. Ne- never give a fortune without, without, never ask for a fortune without giving a fortune. Love you all. Uh, God willing, we'll be talking tomorrow. Take care, much love, and much respect. It's amazing how